Uh, she's been here for several years. Seven. Seven yes. years, probably more Ugandan than most of us. <laughs> but it's always yeah. lovely to hear from you, Lynette, and we're so looking forward to this, um, to, to what the Lord has placed on your heart. So let's pray, let's pray over her, and also for Maria, because she'll be delivering um, part, of, part of the message. Father, we thank you for Lynette. We thank you for the message that you have placed on her heart. And Lord, as she delivers this message, we just pray for boldness and courage and clarity that her words may be words that come from you. It will empower us, revive us, change us, and renew us so that we continue to walk the path that you have destined for us, both individually and as a church. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Monica. This is just for recording. Was this also a microphone? It's a microphone. Okay. Now I also know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. So, yeah, so it was back in 2019, 2020, where Rory Parkinson, who has, you know, is, a, is quite a visionary person, I think most people know him, said, but let's, you know, let's really write down and put in words, what is our vision as Guy Silaboa? What are our values? What is it that we exist to do? So we spent quite a bit of time going through this process, um, first as a leadership team and then as a bigger church, to really put words to what, what it is that we know God has called us to be and to do. Um, and it was even back in, back in 2020 when we finished the process, we, um, we had a first round of teachings on the various cultures and also on, um, yeah, on our mission statement, what it is that we believe we as KIC Leboa has been called to do in this world. Um, but now, in 2023, we are in a very different season. And I think most of the people, half of the people at least, who are in this room were not with us even a year ago. So we felt it was timely to, um, to revisit our cultures, to revisit our mission statements, um, and so that everyone who has joined us recently can be you're fully on board with what it is that we believe is our DNA as Guy C. Leboa. So I'm you know, privileged to be able to share, um, you know, to share a short message on what is our mission statement. Um, and I've asked to do this message because it's very personal to me, because I've experienced this mission statement in action in a way that was incredibly powerful and transformational in my own life. And um, so for those who do not know, um, but I think everyone has seen it now on the banner who hasn't known, um, our mission statement is accepted and transformed to bring God's kingdom into the world. That is the mission of the church. That is our purpose. That is what we exist to do. And um, so I see that it has, well, I broke it up into three parts. Being accepted, the issue of transformation, and then what it means to bring God's kingdom into the world. And, and I think I will start from the third part, what that means. And, and it's really based in Matthew 6, where Jesus teaches his disciples and all of us to pray. And where in that prayer, there is a decree that we are supposed to um, you know, that we are supposed to take up in our prayer life and in our, our Christian walk that says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is a decree that we are to live out and we are to pursue the establishment and the expansion of the realm of God's dominion on this earth. What that practically means is something that I've been reflecting on quite a bit and, and how I understand it is that as we, how we are to bring God's kingdom into this world 
is wherever there is a situation in our own lives and in our own realms of influence where the will of God is not reflected and where the kingdom of God is not reflected, we have the privilege and the task to bring that kingdom into the world. So this means that if we face a situation of discouragement at our workplaces where there's talk of layoffs and people are very discouraged, that we get to be the hope bringers and the ones that speak joy and the ones that bring the fruit of the Spirit into that situation. It also means that we are empowered and equipped and commissioned to preach the good news of Jesus to the world. Where we go and where we find ourselves, we are to share the gospel of Jesus. We are empowered to do this, and we can do it with signs and wonders following. It also means that where we go, we are to heal the sick, raise the dead, bring recovery of sight to the blind, and in that way, bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. That is all very exciting, <laughs> but I think, I think we also understand and know that our realities often do not line up with what it is that we have been empowered and commissioned to do. We are to freely give what we have received from the Lord, but I believe that most of us, and to varying, varying degrees, struggle to fully receive what it is that Jesus has given to us. We know that when we are born again, we receive a brand new spirit. We have the power that has raised Jesus from the dead, alive and working inside of us, and, that, and we can truly do all the works that Jesus has done, and even greater works Jesus himself has said. But when it comes to living this out practically, when it comes to seeing this in our own lives, and walking victoriously in our own lives, and doing what God has called us to do, the other parts of the mission statement comes in, and the work of this church in particular comes in. So, yeah, so I believe like two of the, <laughs> yeah, the process that we need to walk in through and um, what it is that we need to be those people that God has called us to be is a place of acceptance and also an ongoing process of transformation to enable us to live out those truths in our own lives. So at Kaisi Laboa, when we started out, um, as KIOC as a bigger church, that was more than 20 years ago, but also when KIOC Leboa just started as the smaller branch here in Leboa, um, many of the people who came to this church um, had walked with God in a powerful way for a season. They'd, they'd come to Uganda with very big visions and very big dreams and a very clear call on their lives. And they faced lots of, lots of difficulties, lots of disappointments, traumas, losses, um, some of them have really lost their way and, and their courage in, in that process. Um, so I think first and foremost, this church has been that place of acceptance and transformation for people who have found difficulty and, and have found challenges that have, they've, they've found to be bigger than themselves in this process. Um, and this KSC Leboa existed for, that people could come as they were with you know, the failures that they didn't anticipate, with um, the difficulties and the losses that they didn't see coming for them, and they could find a place where they could truly belong and truly be accepted. So um, yeah, that is, that is the, the, well, the, the categories of people that I, that I see is you know, those that have, that have come very powerfully but have found, you know, found that, that difficulty. Um, but there's also another category of, of people <laughs> in this church, I believe, um, and that is the category that I belong to myself. 
Um, and those are people that are perhaps young believers or um, who are new to the faith and who have a lot of enthusiasm for the things of God, but who do not yet know how to walk this out. So, um, yeah, so very broadly, I think that is, that is the two focus groups that we have, um, that we have in our hearts, um, SKIC, Leboa. When we look at what it means to be accepted in this church um, and accepted in the body generally, it comes from the fact, and it's rooted in, that, that he, God himself, has made us accepted in the beloved. We are accepted by God because of what Jesus done, had done. We are accepted in Christ and through Christ because of the sacrifice of Christ's blood and the redemption that we have received from him. And then in Romans 15, we are explicitly told to accept one another just as Christ has accepted us in order to bring praise to God. So, you know, so this is something that we, we really do live out as strongly as we can, that we create a community and a family where you can come just as you are, where you can come where you are at in life, that where you are not in a place that you are living to the fullness of what God has called you to be, that you are living in your true identity. It is okay. You can come to us and we fully and completely accept you as you are. That is, that is the kind of environment that we believe we are called to create and that we want people to experience when they walk into this church. And, and, you know, and saying that this, that truly also is the environment that I walked into myself back in 2016, very, 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 very fortunately, and through the provision of God. So once, you know, once you are in an environment of acceptance, that gives you the confidence and the freedom and the ability to be authentic with people. Because you know that you are principally accepted, not because what you have done and how together you are, but because of who you are in Christ, you have all the reason to be authentic. No one is expecting you to be, you know, something that you are not. No, no one is expecting you to be where you, where you are not. So you get to be authentic. You get to be real about what you are struggling with, what, you know, what it is that is not, not going in the way that you know God's will is for your life. And, and that, is, that is where that authenticity culture really comes in. And this we live out through our friendships, through our fellowship, through close home groups, and, and also through relationships of discipleship that are so, so valuable. In this environment of acceptance, real transformation can take place. Romans 12 tells us that we should not be conformed to the patterns of the world, but that we should be transformed through the renewing of our minds. And our minds are renewed by the word of God. We have a very big focus on discipleship in this church because we know that you need to understand and live on and build on and use the word of, the word of God in your life in order for it to transform you and to give you the mind of Christ, to help you to understand the realities of what you've received and live them out every day. And it is for that reason that we have, you know, that we have our discipleship classes. And I know that many people can, can testify of the difference that this has made in their life, the victory that they've walked, they walk in, the effectiveness that they have in ministry because they have gone through a discipleship program. I believe that transformation also comes through, um, you know, through Christian counseling, inner healing. Um, there is also a place for, for deliverance in some instances. Um, and that is all that we, that we create and exist to do, that we create an environment where um, the, specific, you know, the specific needs that people have, the specific issues that they, all have, that they have can be dealt with 
in the, in the most appropriate way and that they can be free and all and live and do what they need to do. And so I would like to share um, just a little bit of, of my own testimony and you know, why I said I feel that this is very personal, um, very personal to me. Um, and that is that I lived free. I was born again in 2011. But by the time that I came to this church in 2016, I was not living as a free and whole and, you know, and effective Christian. There were minor things that felt like major things to me. There were basic, basic teachings that, that had not taken root in my heart, that I didn't understand. Um, and I was living under um, you know, what, what I, could, I could call bondage. I was not, I was not free and I was not powerful um, in everyday normal life. This, um, yeah, and this sounds, this sounds a little bit... Fluffy, I'd, I'd say, to simply say that I came and I was transformed. I know people who knew me can say, yes, that's true. But I think um, I've decided to give a little bit of a more, um, you know, a more concrete example um, to explain what it is that, that happened to me when I came to this church. Um, so in 2011, when I, you know, when I received Christ, um, I, was, I, was very, I was in a very difficult battle with, um, with an eating disorder that had been with me since my teen teenage years. And... By the time that I received Christ, there was a part of that that was immediately dealt with. There was a part of that that I did not struggle with anymore from that day onward. But it wasn't completely gone. It wasn't completely out of my life. I wasn't completely free. So when I came to, to Leboa and, and, and Kampala in 2016, I still had this lingering, um, this lingering thing over my head, along with many others, but I was still... I was still in patterns of, of binge eating and feeling extremely um, guilty and having a lot of shame and um, of knowing that, but you know, I know this is wrong. I know this is not from God. Why can't I just stop doing this? But I couldn't. I needed, I needed that acceptance in a, in a family environment. I needed people that I could be really, really real with. And I needed, you know, I needed people that could be committed enough to me to walk the journey and, and help me figure out where is it that um, where is it that you are not strong? Where is it that you are not believing the truth? Where is it that you are not uh, free to be where you are and to, um, to pray over you, to stand with you, to counsel you, to equip you, most importantly, to equip you to fight these battles and to live in freedom? Um, and, yeah, and the people that I found here in, in this community were Moira and Jerry, who were extremely committed to seeing, you know, to not accepting, accepting me as I was, but not allowing me to stay there, like, a lot, like really being invested and seeing me come, become free and become whole. And Jaja Maggie, who's here, there were so many, Sekasai, Kimberly, so many different people who invested in, in really seeing me become free. And, and, I, and I, can, I can very happily say that, that from 2017 onwards, like, Eating disorders are no longer part of my life. It's been six years, and I am completely, completely free. And, and that is just one example of, of a much bigger thing that had happened. And, and I know that I'm not the only one. I know that there are other people in this church who are, who are who they are supposed to be, because this is a place where people get, you know, get to live that out. And so some of us go through that and we stay. But, but we also want to send people off. We want to send them into their call, and we want to send them into what it is that they are called to do, which might not be here. So that is, you know, that is the way that our mission um, practically works, um, and that is, you know, that is what I would like, what I, what I wanted to share about that. Um, yeah, so I think I can now ask Moira to come and speak to us about family as a culture. Thank you.